Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Melissa Mason. And thank God it is Friday. Thank God. This week feels like it's gone for 84 years. I know, right? I don't know if it's just because it's like the full week back doing the podcast, which yes. has been really fun because I felt stressed over the holidays not being able to talk about pop culture. Yeah. But I also know that someone sent me a box of cocktail mixes that are on my desk. And yes, it's 11 oh, o'clock in the morning, but heaven. I'm going to go hit them up as soon as we finish this. Someone did say to me, oh, would you like 12 cans of margaritas with your name on them? And I said, is yes. that even a question? I hope you said yes. I've, of course I said yes. Is it a question? That's what <laughs> I mean. It's not a question. I don't How think you dare need to they? ask me that. I think you need to send them to me and I'm obviously going to like die with joy. Like, drink responsibly, everyone. I just realised we should say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it is Friday, it is, of course, weekend watch time, the first one of the year, which is good because we've got some good recommendations today. So we've got a very buzzy new movie and a buzzy TV show to talk about. Bit of controversy around one of them. We're going to get into that. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter over the fatal shooting that occurred on the set of his film Rust. District Attorney Mary Carmack Altwees made the announcement after over a year of investigation. The incident occurred in October 2021, which is over a year and a half ago, with cinematographer Helena Hutchins fatally shot in the chest when a revolver Alec was using during rehearsals on the New Mexico set fired a live round that hit both her and director Joel Souza. Joel survived his injuries. The charge will also be laid against the film's armourer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who loaded the gun. Alec has repeatedly denied his responsibility in the incident, saying live rounds should never have been allowed on the set and that he was told the gun was cold, which is a film term for it's safe to use. He also said in a 2021 interview with ABC News that he never pulled the trigger and the gun went off when he cocked it during rehearsals, although later an FBI forensic test found that it functioned normally and wouldn't have fired without the trigger being pulled. So it's been a very long and complicated road and this is sort of it coming to a head. But it's also not the only legal proceeding occurring after the shooting. There is a lot going on behind the scenes. However, even so, producers are looking to resume filming in spring, so next season. We need to talk about Britney Spears. Now, this has been a topic that's been bubbling away like before Christmas, before mm. we went on shutdown. There's all these allegations around her life, but it's really come to a head, especially in the last week or so. So we wanted to break down exactly what's happening. So kind of the trigger for these new headlines around Britney. I mean, there's always headlines around Britney yes. and her actions and her Instagram and her marriage, but it really all came to a head about a week ago when this video started going viral online and it showed Britney Spears in a restaurant with her husband, Sam, 
Graham Ascari, and a lot of people labelled it as her having a manic episode in public mm. when she hadn't been seen in public for a really long time. So in the video, which I'm not going to link to because it was taken without her consent, she appears to be like hiding behind a menu and looking mm. around really strangely. It also looks like her husband, Sam Ascari, storms out of the restaurant. And so a lot of people were saying that she hasn't been seen in public for a long time. She had a huge meltdown. Sam was being awful. The diners were scared of her. And that all really escalated. What's come next is that some of the staffers from this LA restaurant they were in have come forward and said that it wasn't Brittany at all. It was the diner who was taking the video. So whoever was in the restaurant Mm. was taunting her and agitating her. And she was hiding behind the menu so they couldn't get the footage. And they also said that Sam didn't appear to storm out. He ran outside to get the car and bring it around so they could get out. And then Brittany and Sam posted their own video response, which had an intense energy, I'll say, but all Mm. of her videos kind of do. So I didn't think it was that strange. So it showed Brittany and Sam with the cat filter on, very retro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So retro. (laughs) And Brittany goes to the camera, all right, the best thing about the TMZ video, because obviously TMZ are the ones who bought it and distributed it, because that's what they do. She said, the best thing about it to me personally, I'm starving, was the pasta. What if I jumped from (laughs) one table to the next in the video and I ate all the pasta? Wouldn't that be hot? She asked Sam. And then Sam says, like a cat. So a strange response from a (laughs) a little oddball couple, as we've come to know. And that kind of would have been that. But the reason I think the video went crazy online, not just because people will be into anything that Britney Spears is in, is that for the last couple of months, there have been these absolutely wild conspiracy theories ranging from she's being locked away, Sam's controlling her, her family's in control of her, some Mm. unknown forces controlling her, all the way to she's dead and she's been replaced by a body double or she's being held captive somewhere. And these theories have really been exploding on TikTok. And normally we wouldn't take like wild TikTok theories seriously. Mm. And again, we're not taking it seriously. Like, I don't think any of us really think that Britney Spears is dead and being replaced by a clone. Like, she's not Avril Lavigne. I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> I've, I've gone very deep on TikTok after you mentioned this. I started, yeah. like, scrolling. And you know when you get stuck on a hashtag and then you just keep going and going and going and you can't tell whether you're starting to believe things because you've seen that many videos in a row about it or whether you are actually like, oh, wait, maybe they have a point here. That's what happens in these loops that people get into online yeah. is they watch something over and over and over and over again. And because they're just being hit with the information so much and they're not having any outside sources, they do start to believe it or it starts to sound like if you watch enough TikTok videos, anything will sound rational. So the hashtag where is Britney has been trending on TikTok for a while. It's got hundreds and hundreds of videos of people showing their theories and showing their evidence, millions of views. And what they're saying is that she's been replaced by a body double and they're going through and pointing out all the inconsistencies between the videos. This is a clip posted on Britney's Instagram on the 14th of December of her and her husband, Sam. Watch Britney's sleep when she raises her arm. It appears to be an overlay, which is done when two separate clips are stitched together to make it appear they are together. If this clip is genuine and Britney is fine, why would they fake this? There's a giant conspiracy right now Okay. that Britney Spears is missing. Okay. And it involves her husband. Where are all the paparazzi shots of Britney out? Like, why aren't there pictures of Britney out shopping, out getting Starbucks, out to dinners? Where is she? Because remember, they bought that new house and all the pictures are taking are in their, their old house that they moved out of. 
Well, isn't that a great excuse if Britney's dead and you need to only use old photos of her? But why would they not tell us if she's dead? Wow, that just made me feel a bit like crazy and conspiracy theory just listening to those I know. again. And it's the music too. Like you said, we were just talking off yeah. air. We were like, <laughs> the music does it. It's the music. Exactly. So what they're saying is because Britney's still been posting to her Instagram account, like every so often she had a little break. But what people are saying is that the photos look like they're either filmed on a green screen mm. or that they're old videos that have been cut up and re-edited to make it look like they're newer videos. And Britney's even come out because she's obviously reading all the comments and she can see this happening. And she's like, guys, I wear the same top 20 times in a row. And it made me think of the conspiracy theory that was around when she was deep in the conservatorship when she'd post those dancing videos and people would say she doesn't know she's being filmed. She's dancing in front of a mirror and the camera is hidden behind the mirror, which was disproven when the whole court case happened. But people are still really feeding into that to the point that Paris Hilton has now weighed in because Paris Hilton posted photos of her and Britney at a mutual friend's party the other day. Mm. And in the photos, I mean, it's unfortunate that these photos she posted do really feed into the conspiracy theory because everyone else looks just normal, but Britney's very blurry. So conspiracy people took that as like a complete sign that Britney wasn't at the party that she'd been photoshopped in. Mm. And then Paris Hilton jumped in and said, to all of those asking, some of these photos were taken on an iPhone, so they ended up being blurry. So we use this app called Remini to make it look unblurry and sometimes the AI distorts images. Didn't want to even dignify this with a response, but some of these conspiracy theories are absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, I believe what Paris is saying, but in light of things, it It wasn't a great move. It was unfortunate. I mean, look, I feel like there is so much junk to sift through with the Britney Spears conspiracies, right? And like you said, you can always find like a link, right? I listened to this amazing podcast called Rabbit Hole, which is by New York Times, which I feel like we've talked about before, where they looked at like conspiracies on like the alt-right rabbit hole type conspiracies that people generate from exactly like you said, being stuck in the same cycle of information online and being stuck in the same hashtag or whatever. And I feel like that's happening here because my personal theory is that I do think some of this may be edited and maybe constructed content to make it look like Britney is continuously online when she's not. But I don't actually think it's like Britney's locked up, Britney's being arrested or Britney's like dead or anything. I think maybe she's just not having a great mental health time. This is a woman that is very much still going through a lot of baggage that has come from a very toxic, you know, how long was that conservatorship? It was like 14 years, 14 yeah. years, you know, that's a long time to be dealing with a lot of restriction on your life. She also became a star so young. Basically, she's got a lot to work through. It would be completely understandable if right now she herself was like, I still want to be putting content out. I don't want to stop being online. I don't want to stop being present, but I don't have the emotional capacity to be doing it. I wouldn't be shocked if that's what's going on here. Yeah, I agree. I think what's happened here is that the reality is not as fun as people thought it was going to be. I think this fandom, this online fandom, got so caught up in the free Britney movement and it felt like this huge revolution they could all be part of and their picture of that was like they were like freeing a princess from a tower and Britney would come out and she would be this perfect pop star and she would go back to singing and touring and the reality is that it's still a woman like you're saying who's got obviously some mental health issues that she's working through that has been through a huge amount of trauma and is maybe just hiding away from the public because of that but that's not a very good fantasy or an ending to what these people thought so instead of sitting in that because it's uncomfortable to think of absolutely and so instead of thinking about how that plays 
days out because it's not fun. They've reinvented to keep the revolution going and keep that excitement they felt going during those really strong free Britney days. They've invented this second kind of obstacle that's there or invented some other thing that she has to be rescued from. And I think also a lot of fans or people who were in this online space I was sort of making up for the fact that they didn't believe that she was under the conservatorship for so many years. And then now mm. we look back and see all these signs about what was happening and people feel like they missed that the first time around. So yes. this time they're going in almost too hard. So I think very little of this has to do with Britney Spears and a lot of it has to do with the online fandom around her and people wanting to keep that going, which is quite disturbing when you think about it. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. I finished my work week on my couch, ordered some food. It's time for weekend watch. Our recommendations of what to watch this weekend. Mel, it's your lucky day. You're here on a Friday. <laughs> you love doing weekend watch. I the do. pressure is on. What are you going to say? The pressure is on. Okay, look, amazing that I've not brought a audio book. Yeah, we'll never let you live that down. <laughs> I, would I wasn't like here to, that day. <laughs> I would like to make my statement that that audio book has gone absolutely gangbusters. It is now being turned into maybe a TV series or a yeah. film. No one so... is disputing that. It was a bestseller when it came out with the pre-orders. <laughs> anyway, so I think I was on the money with that. But no, I'm bringing a TV show today. It is The Last of Us. It is on binge. If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. Keep going for family. I'm not family. No. You're cargo. Look, I feel like we've been waiting for this premiere for, like, over a year. I feel like the discussions about this coming out have been going on forever. It finally landed the first episode on Monday. I actually waited a couple of days to watch it and then thankfully stayed off the internet because I've never played the video game. So The Last of Us, for anyone that shockingly neither have I. (laughs) Yeah, so if you didn't know, which is like probably like us, you've been living under a rock or something, this is based on a video game that is very, very popular and people have a lot of like emotional ties to this video game, including Chelsea, (laughs) who is probably like sitting there screaming at me like, how did you not know this is a video game? This one for me is for the Walking Dead fans because we're dealing with an apocalyptic world with dealing with zombies. But it's also for anyone who loves a good dystopian, like, save the world type show. So I think if you love Handmaid's Tale, you're also going to enjoy this, at least in the direction it's going at this point. Because, look, to go into a basic premise, in the first episode, the zombie element isn't super, super strong. I'm not actually going to tell you much about the zombie things because I went into this not knowing anything and that made it all the more exciting. But we go back to the 60s. There's this doomsday prediction of what's going to occur, which is done very, very well, and it's really creepy to watch. And then you just think, oh, God, these things are happening all the time. They have these convos now all the time. Which one's going to turn out to be true? Then it's 2003. We're following this guy, Joel. He's played by Pedro Pascal, who is, of course, the extremely hot Hot. Oberyn Martell from (laughs) Game of Thrones. His daughter, Sarah, plus his brother, Tommy. Then things go bad. I don't want to spoil anything. They go on the run. Things get worse. Flash forward 20 years later, the world's screwed. Okay? It's giving you nothing. I'm giving you absolutely nothing here. 
I'm not going to tell you much more about the plot besides Joel ends up helping this young teen, Ellie, who is played by Game of Thrones reunion, Liana Mormon herself, <laughs> Bella Ramsey, who, again, incredible. Like, she was so amazing in Game of Thrones, but she was also so young. Yeah. And she's obviously, like, now a teenager and has her acting chops well and truly, like, formed. She's already great in this episode and they have such good chemistry together as, like, a team, which is very important because they're going to end up being central to the plot of this show. They're on a bit of a mission. She might be able to save the world. Again, I really just don't want to tell you too much. I'll say the zombies are very scary. Okay, love. Very scary. Yeah. There were some scenes where I was like fully freaking out and it's not the kind of zombie that we've seen before. So anyone that's seen it or knows the game knows what I'm talking about. It's you're going to freak out. I think you're going to be disgusted, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but, yes, it's really great. It's on binge. There's going to be new episodes every Monday. So there's another one coming out this Monday coming. There's nine episodes in this first season. I can't wait. Okay, so that's mine. Laura, I have a feeling I know what yours is going to be <laughs> and I'm very excited to hear about it. Yes, yeah, so I'm recommending Babylon, which mm-hmm. came out in Australia this week at the movies. I always want to be part of something bigger. I love that answer. Something that lasts, that means something. Something yes. more important than life. Yes. It's written in the stars. I am a star. Are you big dick, Mr. Fuck yeah! Look, I know like it's a huge, big budget movie, and we don't always recommend those because people obviously know it's out. But I feel like I had there's been so many different headlines mm. and reviews and drama around this particular movie that I just wanted to say what it's about. So I went to the Australian premiere on Monday night. It is a three-hour movie, so it's a lot, and I had very mixed feelings about it. Mm. Like my review title was literally, "I've never been so conflicted about a movie," but I think that's what makes it interesting. So Babylon is a huge, big, epic drama, an ode to old Hollywood, written directed by Damien Chazelle, so people would know him from like Whiplash, La La Land, First Man. He's All films I've never seen, weirdly. Oh, what? <laughs> I know. Okay, you need to go back and watch Damien Chazelle's back catalogue because he I is do. an extraordinary <laughs> filmmaker. He's in his 30s, which makes me feel very inadequate wow. with my own life. He's yeah. incredible. It's this big, epic Hollywood story. It starts off in the 1920s in Los Angeles at this huge, big house party, and it stars Diego Calva, who, Manny, who is an immigrant from Mexico, and he He's living in LA and wanting to work in the movies. At this wild party, he meets Margot Robbie's character, Nellie Leroy, who's an aspiring actress, and Brad Pitt's character, Jack, who's like a crazy, successful, silent movie star. And it traces all of their stories through the years. Like, it's a huge, big story, so I can't get into plot points. Sort of like a saga, almost. Yeah, of kind of like Jack coming to terms with the fact that as the Hollywood industry transitions from silent movies to talkies and he gets older, like how his career changes and how like he's confronted by that. Margot Robbie becoming this huge big star and then the backlash around that and this wild Hollywood world that we're living in. It's almost like they just took every single thought from Damien Chazelle's head and put it on the screen in terms of like it's these huge long dance sequences. It's really shocking scenes of like bodily fluids. There's orgies. There's murder. There's a lot of death. There's crazy moments of like there's really big comedy laughs involving everything from like elephants to snakes to rats to crazy things and then really kind of serious quiet moments and why I think people should go see it is like I said is three hours but it's such an interesting movie and I think it's good sometimes to see a movie that really makes you think and isn't just a complete comfort watch yeah like everyone who 
saw it from Mamma Mia. We've been talking about it all week. There's so many different plot points to discuss. There's so many bits of it that might make you frustrated or that are interesting. And also, it is just like one of those movies that I feel like you have to maybe see on the big screen with an audience to really appreciate it. Because in our screening, obviously, it was the premiere and the cast are in the room, so there's a different energy. But just the audience were like gasping and screaming and laughing Mm. at different times. I think you need that and also just see it on the big screen because the set pieces are amazing. The dance scenes, the action scenes are amazing. The costumes, everything about it is very dazzling and epic and over the top. It's kind of like a real cinema experience. And the whole cast is amazing. So Diego Calva is so good in this role as the person who holds it all together and you kind of watch his trajectory. And Margot Robbie is amazing. And she said it's her, like one of her favourite roles she's ever played, if not her favourite role. And it's intense. She's at a 10 through the whole movie, Mm. which is quite intense to watch, but it's showing you like how Hollywood can just draw you in and completely spit you out and what goes on behind the scenes. So it's one of those movies that I think people have very strong thoughts about when they go and see it. But I think that's a good thing. So Babylon is out at the cinemas now. Go see it. Just be remember it's three hours, so maybe take some snacks. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Madeline Juanu. We'll see you on mamamia.com today, you, and on The Spill Instagram page. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.